0: Okay, in this episode, I'm going to cover an exciting topic, and that is hot reloading in Swift. Now, hot reloading is the act of when you save your project, it automatically builds and reloads without you having to do anything, and this can be a real productivity booster because it can mean that you can iterate much more quickly on your projects. If you've ever worked with uh, Flutter or React Native or or basically pretty much any modern web framework, they all have this sort of live reload capability, and um, To some extent, this is like uh, Swift Playgrounds, which live reload for you, or the Xcode live previews, but this one is an actual app running in the simulator. So there's a couple of pieces that we need to make this work. The first of which is an app you can get in the App Store called Injection3. Now, this is a free app that you can download. You can also download it from the author's GitHub page and this is a menu bar application that will watch your project for changes and it knows how to swap out certain pieces of your project dynamically now the way that it does this is kind of uh well it's very low level and it requires you to understand a lot about how compilers work and about how the linker works and how you can swap out dynamic libraries and things like that Uh, but most of that is handled for you and in order to get this to work inside of an iOS project, you sort of have to carve out pieces of your project that are going to be reloaded. So you'll have the main host application that isn't going to change at all. And then you're going to have like view controllers or views or Swift UI views that will be swapped out. And that's because they will be recompiled in the background. So once we have that, we can open it. And then up here in the menu bar, you can say that you want to um, open a project. And for the project that we're going to be working with, I'm going to go over to my source folder here and I'm gonna pick the containing folder for this project. Now, once I've done that, um, it is now essentially watching that project and that is this project right here. So if I do a build and I do a run, we can see this running on the right-hand side and it says injection demo and what we need to do now is have this uh, automatically hook up into our project. So to do that, we're gonna go up to our project settings and we're gonna go to package dependencies. And that's where this open source project by Christoph Zabloski is really, really key. This sort of makes it a lot easier for us as iOS developers to utilize this injection framework in order to swap out view controllers, uh, basically only by saving them in Xcode and uh, it's really really cool but it takes a little bit of setup so once you have that project running uh, what we need to do here is we need to add inject as a spm dependency so i'm going to copy this url here and we're going to go back in and we're going to grab that the latest version and we're going to add it to our project now this is something that uh, get will get compiled out in release mode then we go to this individual developer setup and we have to copy these linker flags and we will go over to the target. And if you search for linker flags, you'll find this one that says other linker flags and we want to add this to the debug build. Now it's important that again, you don't ship with this in your release version because it will, uh, c- it will actually conflict with bit code and will probably cause you app store submission issues later on. Um, If you need to have a different configuration, maybe you have a debug uh, scheme or configuration, and then you also have a one that's debug hot reload that has these flags, that would be another way of isolating it from the rest of your application. Okay, with those two things in place, now we need to use um, inject in here. So what I'm going to do here is anywhere you want to use it, you would have to import inject, but you could also say at... Um, exported import inject. And if you do this, this basically means you can put it here once in one file in your module, and then anywhere else in the module can just use it as if if it was defined in this module. So now we can go over to our view controller, or rather let's go to our scene delegate, and where we're setting up our root view controller, instead of doing it like this, we're going to say inject Now this works with uh, UI views as well. So we could say view controller host or just view host if that's what you want to do. Um, this one will take a constructor and this is what gets re-evaluated. So this is going to take your constructor uh, in order to build this uh, view controller. So everything inside of these parentheses are going to be wrapped in an auto closure and that's what's going to be re-evaluated and swapped out every time we save. So what we need to do is we need to take our view controller in here and that gives us an injectable view controller. And I'm just gonna separate this up so it's a little bit easier to read. So now what we have is another view controller that wraps our view controller. And everything else is set up in the same way. So if I build and run, we should still see injection demo, but now we see injection three connected and it's watching files underneath this folder. And if I go up to the menu bar, my injection uh, icon in the menu bar turned orange and that means that it's all uh, connected and watching. Okay, so let's go over to our view controller and let's uh, change the background color to uh, secondary system background. And I save it and I need to say okay so it can actually use it and look, Now it actually changed the background color. All I did was save in Xcode and it automatically reloaded. So let me give myself some more room here. And now we're going to um, add a little purchase thank you modal view controller, which I'm calling overlay. So adding the overlay adds this overlay view. And inside of here, we have a configure method. So for now, I'm just going to say that the background color is red so we can see it. And if I save it, nothing happened because this will have a frame of zero and there are no constraints added. So what I want to do now is say uh, constraints, And we're going to make some constraints here that basically say that the leading and trailing edge of this overlay are going to be um, equal to. And here we can do uh, our views safe area layout guide. And then we can do SNP to allow SnapKit to constrain to that. And then I think, what else do we need to do? Oh yeah, and then we need the leading and trailing or we can do directional horizontal edges there. So we have a horizontal thing to pin to. Let's make this a little bit easier to read. Okay. Then we want to make the um, the height of this overlay equal to the overlay's width multiplied by an aspect ratio of one point three three three. Okay. So now we have now we have that. I want to make the center y. Uh, equal to super view. So it's centered. And this make leading and trailing equal to the safe layout, I want that to be offset by 30. Uh, Not offset, inset by 30. Okay, so if I were to have done all these constraints, and again, I'm just sort of like tweaking the constraints, I'm trying to see what works. Oops, I made a mistake. And I can kind of see how this works. What happens now if I Uh, rotate to the simulator. We can see that when I rotate the simulator, now the the thing is too tall. So we also need this to constrain to the top and bottom edge. Um, But I can see that it is properly um, offsetting by 30 points from the safe area, not from the right edge of the screen, which is what I wanted. Now I need to get it so that there's a gap on the top and bottom. So it's gonna be something that will take priority over this one so let's say that we want to make the height of this view less than or equal to super view and inset by 40 points let's say and if we do that now we're going to have a broken constraint when we do here and it may not even tell us that it's broken it does tell us that it's going to break a constraint And we want to tell it which constraint we're okay breaking. So I'm going to do the one that is the aspect ratio constraint. So we're just going to say that that one is 999. That one can be broken uh, so that in the horizontal orientation, uh, it ends up looking okay. Okay, so now I have the the basic shape of this view. I'm going to go over here and we're going to change this to system background we're gonna say radius equals 20, and curve is continuous. I'm gonna save it. It's a little bit hard to see here, so I'm gonna change this one to uh, maybe tertiary system background. No, that did not work at all. Let me just make this a uh, system gray uh, 2. So it's a little bit darker, it'll be easier to see, especially with video compression. So now um, I have my sort of rounded modal overlay. Let's add the shadow. And again, this is one of those things that I would, I would end up saying, okay, layer.shadow color is uicolor.black, layer.shadow uh opacity is maybe half. And shadow, is that the only thing I need? Let's save and find out. So it looks like, uh, oops, that needs to be CG color. I save again. I save again. Now we can see the shadow. And so these are the the two properties that are absolutely uh, imperative, but our shadow's in the wrong place. So let's make the uh, shadow uh, offset equal to CG size with a width of zero and a height of one. So it sort of comes, there's more shadow on the bottom. And then maybe we'll say shadow uh, radius is 20. And that looks pretty good. And I'm just gonna turn down the opacity a bit, maybe even more than that. So now we have a subtle shadow that sort of goes, uh, that has a large radius. Again, if I were to build and run on this, I would have had to build and run probably 20 times by now. And so I'm already moving quite a bit faster. Okay, so let's take a look now at what we can do inside of this overlay view. Um, we want to have a stack view and we'll set the axis to vertical. We'll set the spacing to 20. And uh, for now, we will give it a background color of blue. Then we will add it as a sub view. And then we will say constraints make edges equal to super view inset by 20. And so that will tell us, okay, does that look pretty good? Is the spacing good? Maybe we want want the top and bottom to be inset by 40 points. And then we want the left and right to be inset by, or this is probably leading and trailing equal to super view and set by 20 points. So I'll do that. Okay, this is you know approaching something that looks pretty good. Let me make that 30 instead. I think that looks pretty good. And the blue color helps it stand out so I can kind of see like, okay, is the stack view being stretched to the whole thing properly? Okay, that's pretty good. Let's give uh, give ourselves a title label, which is a UI label. We'll set the text to be thank you. Uh, the font to be uh, preferred font for text style title. And let's see, what else do we need? And then we need to add this to the stack view. So we'll say stack.add arrange subview title label. Okay, so now I can see that the label, and it may be not super apparent without giving the label a background color. If I give that a background color of green, it's filling the entire stack view, uh, which is, you know, may or, be, may or may not be what we want. But one thing I know I want is the text alignment to be centered here. And now let's add a subtitle label. It's a UI label. It's basically gonna be the same thing as all of this. And we will add subtitle there and here. This one I will use cyan as the color. And now we can see the spacing between the views is blue. We've got cyan for the second label, and this one is going to say something like, uh, your purchase has been confirmed. Okay, so we want this one to be maybe caption one, um, sub headline. Yeah, sub headline looks pretty good. Okay, so we can see that it's eating all the space from this thank you label, which is not really what we want. Um, there are a couple of ways around this. The one that I am going to choose is probably the easiest one is just to give the stack a range view, a new view that will uh, be basically extremely flexible. So now everything gets sho- shoved to the top, which is uh, pretty much what I want. Okay, um, now I want a, um, an image view. So I'm gonna say stack, well, let's say that I want the, uh, an image view called uh, thumbs up, and that'll be a UI image view with an image of init with system name and I think we want hand.thumbs up for that. And for this one, we will say thumbs tint color is system pink. And then let's add that to the stack view as well. Uh stack.add arrange thumbs up. Then we will give it another flexible view underneath that. Okay, so Um, I think at this point we can get rid of the harsh blue color because we know that that's in the right position. So I'm just gonna delete that. And we can also see that um, the colors for the background here are unnecessary anymore. So I'm gonna get rid of those two. Uh, The font color for subtitle label, text color, I want as secondary label. Um, which is pretty cool, and that allows me now, if I want to go over here and turn on dark mode, that the fonts and everything are switching uh, properly, the text color is. Okay, now obviously we have a stretched thumb, so I'm going to say thumbs up mode is scale aspect fit, so it fits the container, and now the, our thumb is tiny, and I want that to be much bigger, so let's gr- give some constraints. And I want to say that the height of this is equal to 80. That looks pretty good. I also want the thumb to be centered. So I could make center Y equal to super view. And if I do that, I have to add the stack, add it to the stack view first. That will push it down here, which is looks pretty good. Okay. Uh, Lastly, I want to have a button at the bottom to dismiss everything. So let's grab a UI button like this. Let's give it some configuration. And button.configuration.filled. And let's make that a var. config.title is dismiss. And let's set the dismiss configuration equals config. Uh, stack. add arrange subview dismiss what does that look like looks pretty good I think I want this one to have corner style of capsule okay that looks pretty good um, let's see is there the font title image image padding let's give it an image of uh, init with system name Chevron dot down. That looks pretty good, but I want some spacing. So image padding, 20. That looks really good. Okay, I want the font size maybe a little bit bigger. I'm not quite sure what the best way to do that is. Let's take a look. Button size, maybe. Large. Okay, that looks pretty good. Maybe the... um, Config, what else can we do here? Okay, I think, honestly, I think this is probably good enough for now. So the last thing I wanna do is add a little bit of an animation. And uh, for this animation, I want the thumb to start um, invisible and sort of small and sort of grow and rotate in. So let's do that at the very end. We'll say animate thumb, private func, animate thumb, the thumb is going to let's see we will have to pass in the thumb if we want to do that so thumbs up this will be uh thumbs up is some UI view. we don't care what kind it is okay so if we do that we're going to give it the alpha of zero and a scale not a scale a transform of init with scale. And here we'll do maybe 0.2, 0.2. And then I also want to rotate that by some amount, maybe pi over 10. And then here we can say uiview.animate. I want to use a spring animation, and we'll do it kind of slow. Um, We will delay the start of this animation by half a second. Uh, Spring with damping. I'm just going to play with some numbers here. Spring velocity, 10. Uh, We don't need any options. And the animations here are gonna be thumbs up, dot alpha is one, and uh, transform is identity. And here we don't care what happens when it completes. And there we go. And all I did was save it, and it's redoing it every time. And that actually looks pretty good. I, um, I'm pretty happy with that animation. And I think that it's pretty awesome that I've been coding this you know, for 10 minutes or so. And I haven't built and run this uh, a single time outside of the first time I did it. And so this is really the power of hot reloading in Swift. And I think this is a technique that you can use to improve your workflow in your applications as well. So I'm eager to see more people take advantage of this. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you again in the next one.